Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. It's Holy Week, Colin, and we're continuing our walk through Isaiah and looking at those prophetic passages that specifically talk about the Messiah. Well, they talk about the Messiah. They talk about his chosen people. They talk about the historic context into which the prophetic words were originally spoken. And they also talk about what God is going to do in the future. That is the wonderful richness of the prophetic words in Isaiah. And we've seen that as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, we have been incorporated into his people Israel. Therefore, these promises and words that God speaks are for us as well as for Israel as a nation. And the passage that we're looking at today really does exemplify this in in a very clear way. Because at the beginning of chapter 45, we read, this is what the Lord says to his anointed, to Cyrus, whose right hand I take hold of, to subdue nations before him and to strip kings of their armor, to open doors before him so that gates will not be shut, and, and so on. Now, Cyrus, of course, was the Persian king and was not a believer in, in uh, the Lord God, the God of Israel, not a believer in the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. So it shows how God was going to use this uh, foreign king, this alien king, really, to discipline and to judge his people. It helps us to understand that God really is in control of word, world events. But I don't want to get caught up into the historic situation, but to see what God is saying to us today through these words. Now, as I read just now, the opening words of this chapter say, this is what the Lord says to his anointed so there is a sense in which any of us who are anointed can receive what God is saying because these are the words of God which have an eternal significance, not just a historical significance. And as we read um, in, in the next verse, God says, I will go before you and will level the mountains I will break down gates of bronze and cut through bars of iron. I will give you the treasures of darkness, riches stored in secret places, so that you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, who summons you by name. Now, I said last week that these prophetic scriptures in Isaiah have had a deep and profound effect upon my life and, and upon my ministry. And I've seen so much evidence of, of the life and the power of God because I have believed these words. I've appropriated them for myself. 
So this is what I suggest that you do, because the Lord is talking to his anointed. So if you are anointed, you're not going to fulfill a ministry like Cyrus, nor am I. But there are some spiritual principles here. What does God say to each one of us who is a believer? I will go before you. Now, that's important. And you'll see that this is what Jesus was teaching. The good shepherd goes ahead of his sheep. He leads them uh, into the rich pastures. That's Psalm uh, 23, isn't it? But it's also the good shepherd of John chapter 10. So uh, we are those who follow the Lord. A disciple is a follower of Jesus. Jesus said to the original disciples, follow me. And Paul, when he's talking about the life of the Holy Spirit, says that the sons of God follow the leading of the Holy Spirit of God. So God goes before us. God leads us. And therefore, he levels the mountains. Do you remember what Jesus taught about prayer? Speak to the mountains and command them to be moved. It's as if we have the authority to speak to the problems, to speak to the obstacles, to speak to the things that stand in the way of the walk that we have in the way of the Lord, and they are removed. So the, the God levels the way for us. He says he will cut down gates of bronze and cut through bars of iron. What's this talking about? It's talking about the obstacles that are put in our way to actually fulfilling the will of God. There are so many people that look at the obstacles and they stop. They stop walking with God. They say, well, the Lord is not opening up the way before me or, um, you know, well, I was hindered, I was prevented and all the rest of it. But you see, what God promises is that if we believe him, he will break down these obstacles. Uh, he will remove them right out of the way. So we are to have this kind of faith mentality. The Lord is going before me. He's going to level the mountains. He's going to meet the needs that arise in my life. He's going to break down the barriers that stand in the way of my progress in the Lord. And then the Lord says, I will give you the treasures of darkness, riches stored in secret places. You see, uh, Jesus talked about the kingdom of God being treasure that's hidden in a field, which when a man finds it, he goes and sells all that he has to buy the field so that he can possess the treasure that is in it. Uh, and the Lord is saying, I will give you the treasure that has been hidden from you, the things that you haven't seen, the things that you haven't realized. I will give you revelation of all the riches and resources of my kingdom that are available to you. I will give you the treasures of darkness, riches stored in secret places. Why are they stored in secret places? Because the treasures, the life, the power, the authority of the kingdom are so powerful, uh, you wouldn't put... Um, you wouldn't put a machine gun in the hands of a two or three-year-old, would you? You'd say you wouldn't know how to handle such power. Well, God doesn't put the power of his kingdom in people who do not know how to handle that power, how to channel that power, how to use it in the right way for his glory. And why is he going to reveal all these things? So that you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, who summons you by name. 
So you see, the Lord says he will go before us as believers. Why? Because we're his anointed ones. He wants us to know that he is the Lord. And in all the things that he does for us, he is revealing more and more about himself. He is the one who has summoned us by name. He's called us by name and we belong to him. So he he goes on to say, I summon you by name and bestow on you a title of honor. And then he says about Cyrus, though you do not acknowledge me, but we do acknowledge the Lord. And if he bestows a title of honor on someone who doesn't know him, what do you think he bestows on those who do know him? And you see, this, this is it. God has lavished upon us as believers in the Lord Jesus such honor. I mean, we are honored to live in Christ. We are honored to have Christ living in us, the hope of glory. We are honored to have received the life and power of the Holy Spirit. We are honored to be clothed with Christ so that all the sin and all the unacceptable things in our lives have been cleansed and washed away so that now we can stand before God confident because he has totally forgiven us, accepted us, made us his own. It's wonderful. We are honored in so many ways. These are really fantastic promises, Colin. Many people will be listening thinking, oh, I would just love to live like that. What is blocking them? What is the obstacle in their path? Well, it's a simple matter of faith, Julia. All you've got to do is turn to these scriptures, read them and believe what is said. Apply them to yourself. You see, uh, he's not just talking about Cyrus. He's talking to anybody who is his anointed. So you see, if, if we read on, I mean, the revelation just continues and goes on and on. I am the Lord and there is no other. Well, we believe that, don't we? Apart from me, there is no God. We believe that also. I will strengthen you, yes, though you have not acknowledged me. Now, that's about Cyrus. But if he strengthens one who he's going to use who does not acknowledge him, how much more of his strength and life and power will he give to someone who does acknowledge him? Then he says, so that from the rising of the sun to the place of its setting, men may know there is none beside me. I am the Lord and there is no other. You see, this is the great thing. We are serving the only true God. Yes, there are other religions that believe in false gods and idols and, and there is much deception. But how blessed we are that we believe in the one true God. He said, I form the light and create darkness. I bring prosperity and create disaster. Why? Because he's the God who blesses, but he's also the God who judges those who, who turn away from him, those who do not in any way acknowledge him. Uh, and we've seen often in the past that's because judgment is what we all deserve, but by the grace of God, we've been spared from the judgment we deserve. We've been made parts of his kingdom. God has put his life and power into us. He's put us into Christ. We are clothed with Christ, and his purpose for us is to bring us prosperity. And he says, I, the Lord, do all these things. So, you see, it's it's wonderful. You can read on and on and on. And of, of course, there are, are the, the complimentary words that speak of his judgment upon the disobedient. But upon those who, who want to follow the Lord, it's just one rich blessing after another, one, one great revelation to, to, to your heart. And it is really a question, you know, of taking these words, applying them to yourself, believing what God has said, and, and knowing that whatever he promises, 
he shall surely fulfill when we believe those promises. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 